Let's pray. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for all your blessings. Father, be with us tonight as I speak. Let me speak your word, Father, in spirit and in truth. Let me speak that we can understand your word, Father. To you be the glory. Father, thank you for these saints. Thank you for what they mean to me. Thank you for Jesus and what he means to me. Father, I just love you and want to please you, Lord, and I hope that I'm pleasing in your sight tonight. And it's in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, first of all, I want to thank the elders for letting me speak. Uh, it's been a long time coming for this, for me to be able to be up here uh, nervous, but Regardless of that, I love the Lord, and I love serving Him, and I love talking about Him, and that's not going to change. I hope that tonight what I'm speaking about will help us grow as Christians, challenge us, um, that we can shine our light in the world to people so they can see what we're about. There's something about Jesus and a lot of people don't know about him, but we do. Amen? Amen. We know about what Jesus did for us. We know about what he did on the cross. I just love being a part of the family of God. It's such an awesome thing. I've been a Christian now for four years. I obey the truth. I thought that I knew the truth before. I thought that, you know, I went to church. I grew up religious. Uh, I went to church on Sunday, Sunday night. But it's more than just coming to church. It's more than just being in the pew. It's more, and we know that. But do we really know that? I mean, do we really think that when we step out of those doors that it's over. Well, next Wednesday, we can talk about God again. It should be in our walk, in the way that we talk. We are representatives of God. (laughs) We are the soldiers of the King. We are the ones that have to display the message to the lost. And if we don't do that, they're not going to find God probably. We have got to be the ones to tell them. It's an exciting thing for me. I love, and I've not always been like this because I didn't always understand the Bible, but I love to tell people about Jesus. I love it. <laughs> Turn with me, if you will, to Matthew sixteen twenty-four and 25. That's where I'll be speaking from. Mostly, uh, that'll be where the main, my three main points will be coming from. But uh, <clears throat> I'll be flipping to several different verses. I think that's on the board, right? It's on the wall, uh, but the other verses won't be, so you'll have to flip with me. I'll try to give you time to flip. Um, 
in these first verses, Jesus has given us three challenges. Uh, what these challenges are is for Christians to make us be different than anyone else. These, cha- these challenges should make people say, man, he's different. Uh, that guy, something about him, something is... I want to know about him. I'm curious about him. Don't y'all want to be like that? I mean, isn't that the way that we should be trying to live no matter what? At work, at wherever we're at, in the restaurant, when the guy cuts you off, whatever. If we can just take a few minutes, it won't be long, to just not worry about what we got going on and just think about these points It will help us grow. It will help us grow in such a way that you won't be able to not talk about Jesus. If you do these things, it it Jesus points us in a way. Let's look at it. Let's look at it. Matthew sixteen twenty four says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. The first challenge the Lord Jesus says before us is to deny himself. What does deny himself mean? To deny himself means to look at your life and think about all the things you do. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verses 15 through 17. As you think about all the things that you do, are they put before God's will? Is the old person, you're a Christian, you say you're a Christian, is the old person that you used to be still running your life when you leave, is, is that person still in charge of your life? 2 Corinthians 5.15 says, And he died for all, that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh. Yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. What an awesome verse to think about. By denying ourselves, we've got to think about our lives and think about is the old things still running the show? is, and I mean, some of y'all have been Christians for a long time, a whole lot longer than me, but this is a self-check. It's not for me to check you. It's for you to check yourself. And you can, we can put on the show and we can act like we're a really good Christian, but then when we leave the building, are we... The movies we watch, the people we hang with, the, the language we speak, the relationships with 
other people, the jokes that we're a part of. Is that being put before God's will? Is that being is that more important than man, I'm glad I'm done with Sunday. You know, I'm glad church is over. It was good, but let me get back to what I've been doing. Are we truly a new creation? You've got to look at your own self and say, am I truly a new creation or not? If we say that you're that if you say you're a Christian, then you must deny yourself. You must put off the old and put on have the new. I heard uh, a preacher say, when you, when you become a Christian, you take off the old, but do you hang it up in the closet for later? Or do you lay it down on the ground and then you might stumble on it? That should be gone. It should be burned up. No more. And yeah, are you going to mess up? Definitely. But the goal should be to totally deny how you used to live and live for Him and want to do His will in all the situations, the tough situation at work or the tough situation with your wife or me having to whip Isaac. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, This is really important for us to think about denying ourselves. The second challenge that he has, let's look at the verse again. Uh, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross. The second challenge Jesus gives us is to take up his cross. And in Luke 9.23, the same... uh, account of this, Jesus saying this, it takes it a step closer by saying, take up his cross daily. This is every single day you've got to deny yourself and take up your cross. Well, what does the cross represent? Well, we know that from the Roman times, the cross represented punishment for bad people, whatever the crime, they put them up on that cross to set an example for people to see so you wouldn't do it again. Well, we as Christians know it as a sacrifice. Jesus died for us on it, taking the sins of the world on himself to make a way for us to be saved. That's awesome. Amen? We think about the cross and we know that Jesus gave his whole life, his whole life to be on that cross for us. He denied himself and picked up his cross and was willing to die no matter how hard it was. He gave up his self-will to die for us and that's how we should be. We should be the same. We should be the same way because... If you think about it, when you do your own thing, it always ends up not being that good at the end. But we as Christians know if we do it the Lord's way, even if you just went by the Bible, even if you just went by the things that it teaches you, you'll be better than if you were doing it by yourself. But we know that by letting the Lord lead our lives, then we are different. Turn with me to 
um, Romans 12, uh, verses 1 and 2. Jesus was totally sold out to save us. So my question for you is, are you totally sold out to do the Lord's will? Just think about that. I think about it and I'm thinking, man, I'm not doing a very good job. (laughs) But I'm going to keep trying. You know, I'm going to keep trying to do the best I can. And when I mess up, I'm going to ask for forgiveness. Forgiveness comes in Christ. Amen. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. By taking up your cross... You have presented yourself a living sacrifice. You have become the same thing that Jesus was. Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice. By you picking up your cross, you're going to say, I'm going to give my life totally to Him. You've decided to give Him your whole life no matter what. No matter what it is, no matter what the circumstance you're going to give him your life totally, and that's it. Uh, turn with me to 1 Corinthians 9. <clears throat> and this is a, an example of a living sacrifice, a reasonable service. And this is another self-check to see, I can't check it for you, you're going to have to check it for yourself. But this is what it says. For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win the more. And to the Jews I became as a Jew, that I might win the Jews. To those who are under the law, as under the law, that I might win those who are under the law. To those who are without the law, as without the law. Not being without the law toward God, but under law toward Christ. That I might win those who are without law. To the weak I became as weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all men. That I might by all means save some. Did he say save all? No. But some, are we living this way? Think about what he's saying. Paul's saying that he was totally dedicating his life to save souls. Yeah, he, he worked and, and, and did those things, but his total dedication was, I'm going to meet you where the, you're at and I'm going to get you to heaven, bro. That's my goal. Are we even close to that? I have to check myself and say, am I? Sometimes I'll get upset at work, and then I have to back up and think to myself, am I really shining my light 
so people can see Jesus in me or not? Because it's that important. I mean, lives are... You don't know if you're going to die whenever. You could die tomorrow. Or the person you talk to could die that night. It should be of the utmost importance for a Christian to try to see somebody come to heaven. That should be it. The Lord came from heaven. This, is, this still blows my mind. Jesus came from heaven and, 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 and became the thing that He created so He could save us. He made a way for Himself knowing that He was going to have to die like we die, knowing He didn't have to do that for us because He loved us. He totally dedicated His whole life through all the situations that we go through. He did every single situation without sin. So that's the way that we should... Are you picking up your cross? Have you denied yourself and picked up your cross? How do we know what our cross is? Turn with me to 2 Timothy 2.15. 2 Timothy 2.15 will help us understand what our cross is for ourselves. <clears throat> Man, I need some water. Second Timothy 2.15 says... Be diligent to present yourselves approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We have got to study God's word. I'm going to say it one more time. We have got to study God's word. <laughs> if we don't study God's word, then you don't know how to do anything. God's word is awesome. There's all, I was telling the class downstairs, there's all kinds of stories. We're talking about the Old Testament and, and Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. Oh, yeah, see, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> but there's all kinds of stories. Samson, Joseph. God's Word is so awesome. But the, the thing about God's Word is from Joseph to James, it all comes together. It's all the same thing. It's in perfect harmony with each other. Nothing contradicts itself. As many times as people want to say it, it's totally a lie because they obviously haven't read it enough to understand it. We, the only way that we can learn what our cross is is through the Word of God and by studying and making us grow faith. Romans 10:17 says, "So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God." And Hebrews 11 says, "And now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen." And Hebrews 11:6, this is a good one right here. Says, "But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. 
Did you catch the last part? He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Diligently. Great or constant activity. Constant effort. Are you constantly trying to serve God? Are you constantly trying to read God's Word? Are you constantly trying to do these things? He said He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. By denying yourself and taking up your cross, you are diligently seeking Him. Because what you've done is turned the old things that you used to do away, and now you're focused on God. This is real stuff. I mean, we can just let it go when we walk out of here. And I know I'm not the greatest speaker, but I will say this. God's will is going to be done regardless Regardless of what anybody thinks, God's whether I'm a great preacher or not, doesn't really matter to me. God's will is going to be done. So it's our job to not stand in front of the Lord and have Him to have to say, why didn't you help such and such? I don't want to be that guy. I hope we don't want to be that guy or lady either. In order for us to understand our cross, we must gain our faith and it has to be established. Then we can understand the burdens of our own cross. If you would turn with me to 2 Peter uh, 1, 5 through 11. By studying the scriptures, we can get a more perfect view of what our cross is that we must pick up. Giving our life totally to Him is the first part. You've got to give your life totally to Him. Totally. But now, but also it's picking up the cross to actually carry it. Jesus was beat and whipped and thrown down and spit on. And He still got up and picked His cross up. I probably won't ever get treated like that. But I still should be able to pick my cross up and not be mad when something don't go my way, especially for the kingdom. 2 Peter 1, 5-11 says, But also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, and perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, and brotherly kindness love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. When Jesus came to earth, he displayed all these things that we just mentioned. When you think about Jesus' life, he did all these things, but he did all these things perfectly. I know we're not going to be able to do that, but... His main goal was to do the Father's will, which was really and literally to pick up the cross and take it where he was fixing to get hung at. In verse 9 it says, For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his sins. By not totally applying these things to our life, the Bible says we have forgotten that which cleansed us from our sins. 
We have chosen to lay our cross down and maybe we'll just pick it up later. It really ain't that important. I go to church. I go on Wednesday nights. I may talk about the Bible at wherever I'm at. Mm. We as Christians have a huge responsibility. It's hard, but it's not impossible. It's not. Because look at verse 10. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. By studying God's Word, we learn about what our cross is, but the Bible doesn't say it's impossible. It's not impossible. You're not going to ever get there, are you? Probably not. But should you be striving for it? You should strive every day to get better, to learn a verse, to to find out what's going on in somebody's life so you maybe could reach them that way. Verse, it should be our main goal because look at verse 11 is, is big because it says, For an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. And this is where he wants us to go. Amen? I want to go to heaven. And I want all my people to go to heaven too. So... If I got a friend that's not a Christian, I need to be trying to get them to church. I need to be trying to get a Bible study going. Are you trying to get a Bible study going? Back in Matthew 16, 24, it says, Then Jesus said, this this leads us back to the the third and final challenge of verse 24. Sorry about that, I kind of got excited. It says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. The word Christian means a follower of Christ. The word Christian means a follower of Christ. Jesus said in John 14, 15, If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. In verse 24 Follow me is a command. Are you going to follow Jesus? How do we make sure that we're following Jesus? First, we've obeyed the gospel. Then we've denied ourselves. We've taken off the old person for good, not keeping it for later when I want to just go back and do what I've been doing. And then I pick up my cross and, and you follow him. You pick it up. You carry those burdens, those situations, the heartaches, the troubles that you have, and you follow him. The crowning achievement of our cross is that we, that we bear is to love. <clears throat> After Peter gives us the list of these goals in 2 Peter 1, 5-7, the last one was love. We must love each other. Following Jesus means to love. 
I mean love, not get mad at, love. Turn with me to 1 John 4, uh, 7 through 9. We sing this song all the time, and I love this song. If I could sing real good, I'd lead it, but... Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. This is the crowning achievement, that we love each other, no matter what the circumstance or situation is. I know this is very tough sometimes, but we have got to love each other. Especially the brothers and sisters in Christ, we've got to be here to encourage each other. Because the world ain't going to love you. I know that personally. I know at my work, they ain't going to love you at all. (laughs) They're going to talk bad about you. So despite them not loving me, I've got to love them all the time. And yeah, that's hard. Can you pick up that cross? Can you carry that burden? (laughs) It's hard for me sometimes to do that. But we as Christians have got to do this because whether we realize it or not, people are looking at us and seeing how we act. People are watching. You say you're a Christian and I carry my Bible into work. Oh, they're going to check to see what I'm doing because they're going to look for the very first thing to dog me out. Very first thing. Oh, you a Christian? Where you go to church at? Oh, okay. They're going to be looking for something to say bad about me quick. Love ties all these challenges together. By loving Jesus, you should want to deny yourself. You should want to. You should want to take up your cross. And you should want to follow Him. Do you really and truly love Jesus? That's the final check. Do you truly love Jesus? He loved us so much that He died for us. Do you love the person... Next to you, look at them. Behind you. Me, y'all love me? (laughs) I hope y'all love me. You've got to check yourself on this and make sure it's right. I hope that we leave here tonight not feeling like we just got beat up, but that we've gotten challenged. We have got... It's a hard responsibility to be a Christian. It is. It's one of the hardest things that I didn't realize it. I just thought that you could just go and it'd be good. But you're not helping nobody. 
You're not helping anybody else and you're not growing and some person may not make it to heaven because you may have had the chance to say something to them and you didn't. So my question now is, is there anyone in here who needs to or wants to be a Christian? Is there anybody in here that's not a Christian? Let me give you a quick challenge. Turn with me back to Matthew 16, 25. And I'm closing with this. It says, For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Do you want to save your life? Then lose it. Give it to Jesus. Do you want to find your life? True life is only found in Jesus Christ. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. I've not been in Jesus Christ, and now I am in Jesus Christ. And being in Christ is true life. The only way to get into Christ, Galatians 3 27 says to be baptized into Christ. I talked a little about me personally at the beginning. I thank the Lord for His providence. I thank Him for looking into men's hearts. I thank Him for putting Christians in my path to hear the truth. When me and my wife, uh, Miss Aaron, started dating, I thought I was good. I really did. I thought that I was good. I had a Bible study going. I had... 15 to 20 people there. And my wife, we were dating at the time, invited her preacher. I don't know if y'all know him, Chad. Uh, But not only was Miss Aaron there, not only was Chad fixing to be there, but Danny had been mowing my yard for a while. So... The Bible study went and the Bible study closed out. And I just, we ended up doing, this still going on Friday mornings, 8 o'clock. If you're not doing anything, come to Bible study. We got it in the mornings. It's awesome. You'll love it. It'll pump you up. We drink a lot of coffee. Uh So the Bible study closed out and we finished, uh, we started doing it downstairs in Chad's old office. And we started looking at the Bible and we started looking at scriptures and I had to, I had to think about myself and think about really what I was trying to do. I was putting on a show. I put myself aside and when he wrote this verse on the board, I, I couldn't dispute it. Mark sixteen sixteen says, He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. This is what Jesus says. When I read that and thought about it and, and put my feelings to the side and just let it hit me, I did just like the Ethiopian eunuch. 
the water's upstairs. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. I was baptized into Christ for the remission of my sins. I received the gift of the Holy Spirit. So my question for you, Christian, is are you willing to take the challenge? Are you willing to think about these verses and really, in every instance, try to do it? If you're not a Christian, are you willing to believe who Jesus is? Are you willing to repent of your sins? Are you willing to confess Him as Lord and put Him on in baptism? Will you do it tonight as together we stand and sing?